what's up what's up welcome back to another episode of the no doubt podcast your favorite who's who's podcast with myself jj favorite host uh glad to have y'all back once again tuned in with me uh no it's been a while been a minute since i posted the last episode i've been on my instagram page no doubt that hoops page on instagram make sure y'all go follow that <clears throat> i've been posting a lot there because uh you know just been posting a lot of videos leave my uh analysis and takes there um you know just posting videos of, of things going on in the game and leaving captions and stuff like that there been getting a lot of feedback there as well too so um appreciate you all that do follow me there um but yeah here we are a lot of transpired you know since the last time uh since the last episode had dropped um we got the news of the all-star team uh, both sides and then we got the mvp race uh the the candidates are already out um but you know with this all-star team it's been a lot of talk been a lot of debate been a lot of you know opinions flying in the air people upset with who made the team or who didn't make the team and made the starting lineup but uh you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna just go ahead and get to the starters uh for, for the western conference side you know you got luka Doncic, Stephen curry lebron james Jokic and Kawhi Leonard starting on the west side. On the Eastern Conference side, you got Kyrie Irving, Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Um, and then, you know, the Eastern side, I'm not really too much. I don't see a problem. I don't see an issue with that list. Uh, the Western Conference, I don't have an issue with it, uh, but it was a lot of debate and a lot of conversation on NBA Twitter. People felt like Damian Lillard should have made it over Luka. I don't think it really too much matters. I think all that matters is if Dame or Luca just makes the all-star team. Cause you know, I think the players, they, they don't care who starts. They just want to make the all-star team. They want to be uh, recognized for their play. Uh, but you know, the starters in this all-star game, I'm not mad at it. It's cool. It's fan voting anyways, which I'm not too much a fan of, but you know, it is what it is. Here we are. That's our starting lineups. Uh, but now to the, reserves the eastern and western conference reserves this is where everything starts getting uh hectic a lot of people they people are saying certain guys got snubbed some players shouldn't be on the team whole type a, a lot a lot of stuff uh but you know um like i always say i say you know this is and you hear other people say it as well but this is the most skilled most talented era of basketball ever the game has evolved so much. There's so many good talents in the league, so many good players. It's hard. To, I understand that it's actually hard to actually choose who should be on the all-star team. Um, and the all-star reserves, from what I know, is that it comes down to players and coaches. And I think some of the media, people that are journalists and bloggers and stuff like that, it comes down to them. Who chooses, uh, who makes this team, who have a say-so or who votes or whatever. Um, but the Eastern Conference reserves, you got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic. And in the Western Conference, you got Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson. Um, I'm not too, I'm not really upset with the list, though. Like, I mean, all of them have a case, but I do feel like some people got snubbed. Now. I'll just start real quick with the Eastern Conference side. I think it was just one person 
one person I would just really swap out. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with the list, but if I was to change anything, one person I would swap out would be Ben Simmons, and I'll put in Trey Young. Um, Ben Simmons, no disrespect to him, he's been playing good, but I think Trey Young has been greater this season. Um, Trey Young, I know the Hawks, they're like probably ninth or tenth, but all it takes is a, is a is a good week for them to have a winning streak and they'll be back in seventh or eighth place. Yes, that's just how the Eastern Conference is set up. The teams that the teams that are past uh outside the fifth place on down, you know, right now that I think it's like four or five teams are all tied at like twelve and sixteen. And then, you know, you get into the divisions and matchups and who won this matchup, and then that's how they decipher who goes where, who's in this and that place. Um, the Hawks, you know, they were they were in seventh place and then they dropped down to like ninth to tenth place just because they lost like two or three games. So, of course, it's going to be a battle in the Eastern Conference for that those final two or three spots in the playoffs for the playoff picture. Um, but, you know, I got Trey Young in there. He, you know, he's right now he's averaging 27 and 10. Um, you know, the offense is ran through him. He's a huge reason for their success. They're winning. You know what I'm saying? They're honestly winning. I know they're not over 500, but I mean, technically in the Eastern Conference, it's really considered, I guess you would say, winning. Uh, they're, they're still in the mix. They're still in the playoff picture. But I would have Trey Young in there. Um, now, moving to the West, this is the this is the spot, you know, a lot of people, they felt like uh, two players, which I agree. Like, this is the one that, that really had people in an uproar. Um, in my opinion, Devin Booker should have made it. And if I was to replace him for somebody, um, it'll be Chris Paul and no disrespect to Chris Paul. I understand, you know, everywhere he goes, um, every team he goes to, he makes an impact. They go to the playoffs, you know, they're considered contenders half the time. He brings life to any team. You put them on any team and they're going to, he's going to run that team and make them, um, He's going to make you believe in him. Like, they can give you a deep playoff run no matter the team. We saw what he did on OKC Thunder last season. But if I was to choose the two on the Suns, between the two players on the Suns, I'm picking Devin Booker. Um, Devin Booker, you know, people say, oh, he's making – he's putting up empty stats. They're not winning. Um, he's winning this season, and he's adjusted his game to play with Chris Paul. Um, he doesn't have to score 30 a night anymore. He's averaging 25 because he's playing with a, with another elite point guard, with another elite player who can impact the game just as much as he can. Now, Devin Booker, you know, the, the Suns, they run their offense through him. Um, he takes over games. He's been closing out games. He's been playing at all-star level. I feel like he should make it. Um, it's crazy how they disrespect him each and every year. Guys like him. Uh, playing those small markets or teams that's, that's just not always on TV. They do, they, they're treating him the same way they did Dame Lillard. Um, but yeah, you know, you got that. Um, he's probably going to end up being in the all-star game anyways, because Anthony Davis, from, from what we all know, he's not playing because he's hurt. So Devin Booker will still be an all-star, but he should have been voted in. And those coaches and you know, coaches and players, whoever had a say-so who did not vote him in should be ashamed. Um, and that ain't, you know, that ain't right. That ain't cool. Uh, another player, Brandon Ingram, who I feel like should be in there. Um, if I was to swap him out, I would swap Brandon Ingram out with uh, – swap him for Rudy Gobert. 
Rudy Gobert is, is good. Don't get me wrong. He's playing really good. His impact is definitely huge for um, – it's, it's, I shouldn't say just huge, but it's valuable, very valuable for the Jazz. But I'm putting in Brandon Ingram because his value for the Pelicans is very big. It's huge. They run the offense through him. He's improved his game every season. He's been in this bag. He's improved as, as a scorer. You know, Brandon Ingram can close out games. They've been coming back, being down 20 points, winning the other night versus the Celtics. He should be he should be an all-star consideration. He should be on the all-star reserves, in my opinion. Um, Rudy Gobert is good, but nah, nah. Rudy Gobert, I, I think he could miss this season. Um, but congrats to these all-star reserves. Um, for them making it, you know, saying props to them. I think everyone deserved it, rightfully so. They have a case. Um, but you know, the thing now, like I was saying, this being such a skilled era of basketball, um, in my opinion, I've been on the fence, I've been on the lines of I think they just might need to add a couple more spots to the all star list, all star team. Maybe they should do 15 per team, 15 players per uh team in the all-star game because it's it's so many good players in this league and so many talented players like you can't just you're not gonna always get it right and you could do all you could do is try to do the best you can but it's so many guys that get left off who I feel like are all-star worthy you got De'Aaron Fox is one that I feel like you could say he got snubbed um very underrated point guard I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the game. It's just another guy playing a small market. They're in the playoff picture, playoff hunt. Um, his his impact is huge there too. Like, if he doesn't play, I don't know where Sacramento Kings would be. They 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 would really just be bad, like terrible. Probably another, which they probably might end up still being a lottery team, but just depending on how the season plays out. But at the same time, like. They probably wouldn't win no no more than ten games if if he's not out there playing. In my opinion, you know, it might sound crazy, but you know, you got him. You also got Demar Rosen. The Spurs are in the playoff picture. I know Demar Rosen isn't putting up crazy playoff numbers or uh, all star numbers like the rest of them, but he could be an all star consideration. You got Sabonis on the Pacers, who's averaging like twenty two and ten. Pacers are top five team in the Eastern Conference right now, or top six, one of them. Um, you also got Bam at a bio. People, a lot of people feel like he should have made it. And I think he he's had an all-star worthy season. And then you also got John Morant on Memphis Grizzlies, who I feel like uh he's all-star worthy as well too, because when he's not playing Memphis Grizzlies, they just look like they have no life. Like he brings life to that team. He has them in a playoff hunt too as well. I think they're in the ninth seed right now. They were in the A's, but I think they went down um, this week or whatever. But, um, you know, and, that, and that's my thoughts there. That's my opinions about, you know, the the all-star snubs. I think those right there, those list of names, I mean, if you was to add a couple more spots, I think they will honestly make the all-star team this season because um, – this era is just so skilled. It's so talented. Uh, it's, it's such a talented league. Everybody is, is put, playing at a career high level this season statistically. Um, 
And it's and it's hard to just choose sometimes. It's hard to come up with a top five, top ten, top three, whatever. Come up with a tier list. It's hard to to do it because all these guys are so good. Like they're so developed as players. It's the best basketball we've seen ever. Period. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it is with that. The All Star Game. I mean, it's always it's always backlash. It's always uproar every year. Somebody's getting snubbed. We hate to see it, but you know that's just part of it. Um, but moving forward now, MVP race. Right before I wrap it up, the MVP race. Um, you know, right now the front runner is Joel Embiid, playing at a high level. He's averaging, I don't know, like last I checked, probably I think it was like twenty eight and twelve or something. Like, dude is is he has his mind made up. Like, he's the best player in the game. He's the best big in the game. Something is ticked in his head. He's realized he's unguardable when he makes his mind up to be. He's very dominant, has a great post game, has a um, – he's skilled. He can actually shoot threes. He can shoot outside shots, mid-range, shoot step back, fadeaways like he did on, on the Bulls the other night. He had 50 and 17 against them. I mean, the guy is is phenomenal. Like, the guy is one of the best bigs ever. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, he's been getting comparisons to Hakeem Olajuwon. He's really good. He's really good at what he does. He dominates. And, you know, he's keeping the Sixers afloat right now. They're, they're the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, he plays both sides of the ball. Like, he claws up the paint on defense, changes people's shots, blocks a lot of shots. Like, Embiid is dominating. And this is what we expected of him. Um, the Sixers are rolling. And, and this season kind of feels kind of different. We hope this is what we get from him in, in the playoffs. But he also got a battle out with uh, Jokic, another dominant center that we, you know, it's always discussion. Who who would you take? Who's the better centers, uh, Jokic or Embiid? And Jokic is right behind him in the MVP race, um, averaging almost a triple-double. And he can pass. He can shoot. He can score. Like, he's very scared of a big man, too. Both of them are bullies. Um, so I think it's really good for the league to see two bigs go with it for the MVP race. Uh, the last, I think the last center that won MVP was Shaq. So if you no, know, either one of them win it, it'll be good for the league, you know, show that the big man isn't too much of a dying breed. You know, these guys, they both can play with their back to the basket, but they evolved to where they can face up and, and shoot it, shoot outside shots and play on the perimeter. So, you know, I, I think, what we're seeing out of these two is great for the game, and and I like it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're dominating. It's still a guard-heavy game, but I think it's still good to see two centers, some big men get the love that they're getting. Um, but, yeah, you know, Joel Embiid is front-runner for the MVP race, and the Sixers are looking real good right now with him. Hopefully he stays healthy and we get this same Embiid in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, that – that is my thought so far on the MVP race and the All-Star game. Um, like I said, I think it's going to come down to Embiid and Jokic for the MVP race. I don't think anybody else is going to get in it Get in it at this point. Um, and, yeah, um, that wraps up this episode. My time speaking with you all. Appreciate you all for listening. Um, talk to you next time. I'm out. Peace.